back to episode 9 of the Back Pocket Banter Podcast. We have another special guest today. He has played 17 first-class games, 18 this day, and 33 T20 matches. He has a high score of 80 and has picked up 94 dismissals as, as a keeper over all forms. He currently plays for Victoria and the Melbourne Renegades. We welcome Sam Harper. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. It's uh, good to have you on. Um, so we'll head back. We'll go back right back to the start. Um, so, what are some of your earliest memories from cricket? Um, yeah, probably my earliest memories were a six metre pitch in the backyard playing with the yeah. family. I yeah. had an older brother, um, similar to you two brothers, and yeah, yeah. we both enjoyed our sports. So we played. Yeah, we played endless hours of backyard cricket, and then our neighbours were into cricket as well. So yeah, a lot of time out the front. Um, Playing cricket in the neighbourhood and in the backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Likewise to us, we love a bit of sport. Just playing out out the backyard. That's how we've grown up in plenty of battles. Yeah, plenty of battles. Growing up, that's how we've yeah grown up to love the game. Really. Between the two of you. Hey. Any tension between the two of you? You guys feisty. Uh, every now and then we heat up, but yeah, yeah, yeah they, oh, they can be a little, little <laughs> bit of tension sometimes. But it's just a competitiveness, which is, it's probably not a bad thing, really. So no, not at yeah, all. Nah. Wouldn't be a brotherhood or wouldn't be a brother relationship if there wasn't a little bit of that there in a backyard game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. So, um, who did you grow up playing cricket for? Um, so I played for Johnson Park, firstly. They were just uh, the local team. And then I moved over with a few mates to Eildon Park. They were in the Furniture Gallery yep. uh, League. And then um, from there I went and played seniors at Caulfield Cricket Club in the sub-district league, which was which is when I played for Caulfield and Eildon Park together. just played juniors in the morning and then seniors in the afternoon. So that's sort of where it all started. Yeah. Yeah, geez, pretty pretty flat out um, playing sport pretty much all day on on a Saturday, I guess. So, yeah, I, I, I did that for little parts, playing seniors and juniors. But um, yeah, I've yeah done a bit, but uh, not yeah. not too often. I'm, now I'm into yeah, because it's always good if you missed it. if you got a duck in the morning, you get another hit in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the beauty of it. Or if, if you're a bowler, if you don't bowl too well, or got to hit get hit around a bit, you've always got a chance to redeem yourself another in another game. So nah, that's yeah, that's definitely a positive out of that. So, um, how old were you when you played your first game of um, competitive cricket? Uh, well, I wasn't wanted. I would, my brother was playing. He's three years older than me. I would just oh, yeah. go and watch. And I'd um, always just sit on the sidelines wanting to play. And then one time, like, I think this story is pretty common, there was a few short. Yeah. So I said, I'll have a field. And then, um, anyway, the coach was our next-door neighbour and he... I think we'd already won. He said, oh, go and have a bat then, mate. I reckon I didn't score. I probably played and missed at every ball. But uh, <laughs> that was my first competitive game of under-11s. I think I was seven. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, pretty, yeah, pretty young. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it was good fun. Was, I just was keen to get out there. So, And thought I bowled rockets back in the day, as yeah. seven, as all seven-year-olds did. And, um, yeah, they were probably 52Ks an hour, I think. So. <laughs> and haven't yeah. got much quicker. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I'd like to think I, I bowl quick, but um, until they put me on the, on the odd speedometer, I uh, can't really tell you to be honest. But uh, yeah, that's um, exactly how Blair started. I think he filled in one game, and I'd yeah. played for a few years previously before he did, and then just filled in, and yeah. then just started from there. And that was obviously a few years back now. But yeah, no, nah, I think pretty similar how it all started for both of us. 
Lovely. You boys bowlers or all rounders, batters? Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a bowler. Bowling all round, I'd like to consider myself, but got to work on yep. the batting a bit. So um, if I can work on the batting, I think hopefully I can be playing a couple high grades in the upcoming yep. season. Yeah. But yeah, more more of a bowler. I I generally I'm a bit of both really. I don't really mind. I'm, I bat reasonably high. I just got the good technique, but don't necessarily hit that many runs. But um, yeah. Ah, uh, good one. Yeah. Um, when did you start to realise that you could play cricket uh, for a living and play professionally? Um, I was probably not until in, I was in high school. Um, I just played a lot of sports. I played. I love my golf. I played footy at school. Um, cricket was in the arts team, so I was just playing a range of sports. And then, um, yeah, it was probably when I was fifteen or sixteen that cricket was cricket was the main one. But I never. I always wanted to play, take it as far as I could, but. I guess that's probably when I chose that I was going to take um, cricket as a sport, and I didn't really have an option. When you're five foot six, you're not going to get drafted at football, eh? So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it makes it tough when <laughs> when you're um, short, unfortunately. But um, yeah, you right. found, obviously found the found the path for cricket. Yeah, that's right. Found the niche there. I was, wasn't a very skilled footballer anyway, so um, yeah, thought I'd apply the trade on the cricket field. Yeah, yeah, it seems to have worked out pretty well for you there. So, <laughs> so how did you feel when you were given a contract by Victoria and also, firstly Melbourne Stars, but then Melbourne Renegades yeah. at such a young age? Yeah, no, it was it was an exciting time. I was only in year eleven at school when I got that first um, Vic contract, so that was yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I remember the year twelve year going to training in the morning. Um, I'd get dropped there or get public transport. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny rocking up, rocking up off the tram or the train, and then some of the big boys are rolling in in their expensive cars, and you've just got off the V line, Mel, yeah. metro train from Montana. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's funny, but that was how Year Twelve sort of played out. Didn't help my study, but yeah, I had a great year. And yeah, as you touched on, that was an exciting sort of um, transition into playing junior and senior cricket at Caulfield, then on to Melbourne, and then yeah, being in the state squad. Yeah, I bet it would have been. Come, um, getting signed in, in year 11, you probably thought, rocked up to school and thought, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I'm playing. Bit of a springy step, I guess. Playing, yeah, playing cricket from, <laughs> from my state at bloody, probably 16 or 17 years of age there. So, yeah, no, that's, no, that's, yeah, it's a pretty good effort to play that early on. Oh no! Yeah, it was great. The boys at school kept the uh, kept things in touch. Though we used to play all the classic games, killer hacky and British bulldog at school. So yeah, yeah no one really got too much much of a spring in their step. Uh, they'd be on the on the deck pretty quickly if they did. Yeah, yeah. School <laughs> cricket would have been a a, um, a task to get you out from some of the boys, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. We, we play, I played. I went to Yarra Valley, which is an AGS school. So we played. We had it was compulsory um, Saturday sport. So I would have to play for Yarra Valley on a Saturday and I'd miss club games for that. So, uh, But, that, yeah, that was some of my funnest um, creating moments. I mean, we won three premierships um, at school. And as you boys would know now, some of the people you go to school with are some of your best mates. So, yeah, they were good fun days. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you made your Shield debut back in 2016 at just 19 years of age. Uh, making you the youngest wicketkeeper in Victoria's history. Uh, can you describe the emotions of when you found out you were going to play? 
yeah, no, it was, it was super exciting. The weekend before we'd played South Africa um, in tour game at the MCG, and that was sort of my yeah. first real game at the MCG. And I just thought that was pretty cool, um, playing against like Mornay Morkel and Dale Stane and stuff, going, yeah. I do not know how I'm going to score a run here. Yeah, that would be and unbelievable. Then, and then I think on the Monday, it was a bit of good fortune. Matt Wade got picked in the um, Australian team. So yeah. he was going to be away for 10 days with a one-day tour. And, um, yeah, that led for an opportunity to me, for me to play my first game for the Vicks. Yeah. Yeah. How did you fare in that um, game against South Africa? Did you, did you make a few? Because, yeah, I imagine it would be... Pretty, pretty oh, I think, exciting. I think I slogged. I think I slogged around forty boys. I think the, the, the part-timers came on by the time I came in at number seven. <laughs> oh, I think, <laughs> so I, think I, I think I might have been facing JP Dumini and uh, the other Maharaj instead of facing the big one hundred and forty k quicks. So don't know if you can count the forty, but I, I definitely counted it for the week after that. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, definitely tell the boys definitely. forty against uh, Mornay and Dale Stone. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I think you're being pretty. Card with the bowls on it, not the uh, not who you face. You just. Send him the list of uh, Stan Philander, Morkel, and then oh, do many people a few overs. Not to me, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you've been yeah, pretty modest there. That's oh, pretty good effort making forty. And I'd yeah, I'd certainly be counting them for probably the rest of my career if I was playing, <laughs> if I did that against those sort of boys. But yeah, so um, that was yeah. a great experience. Funniest yeah. thing was Fafty Fassi was batting, and um, our fielding coach, who we all love, is called Jared Loffman. Loves yeah. his he's our, loves his fielding, and um, yeah. yeah, he's he's one of the characters, and he's standing at square leg, and Fafty one straight to him, he takes a dive and catch away, and oh no way, yeah, so <laughs> that was the memory of that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh that's yeah, that's a good story, sir. Oh, uh, you made your BBL debut in yeah. uh, BBL 06. What sort of stands yeah. out from that day? Oh, probably just the first time you ever played in front of a decent crowd. My first game yeah. was down in Hobart, um, and there was 20,000 purple people there going <laughs> yeah. nuts. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the sort of noise and then playing in front of the first game on live TV and all that stuff, you know all your mates and everyone's watching at home. So it's just, um, oh, firstly, it was so exciting, but then secondly, it was also very nerve-wracking. But um, yeah, yeah, I think those first few games, I don't know if I was completely ready to play when I was at the Stars, to be honest. Boys, but um, yeah. those experiences definitely helped um, and have definitely helped in the last two years. Just those first few games I got to play, get to realise what a crowd and um, stuff like that was playing in front of. And then now that I've gone to the Renegades and had had those few games and experience, I think that held me in good stead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, Being used to it would definitely help. Yeah, help you just uh, adapt to the game a bit. And then when you're obviously... You're obviously a good player then, but then when you got a bit more experience, got a bit better, would it? Yeah, definitely would have helped you out to play the way you are yes. today. I guess for sure, absolutely. You can't. It's funny they say like you can't. You can never. You can practice facing things on a bowling machine or whatsoever, but you can't. Can't emulate a crowd. You can't just get twenty thousand people to rock up and watch you train. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You can only learn when you experience it. Yeah, when you're out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so when did you first become a wicketkeeper? Um, well, a wicketkeeper wicket kept in under 11s, um, but yeah. that was just, I don't know about you boys, but we used to keep and then go to backstop 
and then go to third man point cover and make your way around the field. Then you'd bowl and over, and after you bowl, then you go mid on wicket, square leg, fine leg, keep again. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just encouraging yeah. everyone to sort of do everything. Have a crack, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And as I touched on, I bowled absolute rockets as yeah. an eight year old. Yeah, uh, speed a lot, and then, <laughs> and then things never grew. So that took my Brett Lee career away, and I decided that I'd, I'd whack the gloves on and be a keeper. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it was definitely pretty similar. I think probably under twelves where it wasn't. It was, it was competitive without being competitive. But um, yeah, we just did pretty much. I don't know if I ever wicket kept, but I did, did a lot of different things, and people were just juggled around, um, giving them different opportunities. Just to, it's all about learning and things like that at, at that stage. So yeah, it was pretty similar sort of thing. Yeah, that, that we did compared to you. Hundred percent. No, that's what it's all about, especially at that age. And it's good to see kids still enjoying their on Friday afternoon watching kids enjoy their under eleven screen and go out and play in the right way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, definitely what it's all it's all about. Just having fun and really just embracing the game. Totally. Um, so you've had some concussions from freak accidents, I guess, in your career. Um, how tough were these setbacks for you? Yeah, they were. Um, probably one more so than the other. The, the first one I had in South Australia when I got hit with the bat was um, – that was probably the hardest one to come back from because it scarred yeah. me a little bit mentally. Um, yeah, certainly. Being in hospital in Adelaide for two or three weeks, um, yeah, not, that, that sort of took my function of life out. Of, I could, couldn't really do much yeah. at all. And, um, yeah, that, so that was, a, that was sort of a slow and long return back to cricket. And then – yeah, this year, I don't know why, I decided to try and take mark of the year over yeah. Nathan Ellis' Hurricanes, and uh, yeah, that didn't end up well either, so <laughs> hopefully no more concussions in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's hope not, that's, um, yeah, pretty unlucky, and yeah, but I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine being in hospital for, yeah, that sort of time, and just those sort of serious incidents, so that um, leave a bit of a scar, but yeah, let's hope, yeah. Stay pretty injury free. They're all gone behind. Yeah, absolutely. No more three accidents, hey boys. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it sounds good. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like when I when I keep it training as well, I know that I get a bit paranoid when um, when I whack the gloves on about the bat swinging back and getting me. But you never really think it actually will happen. I guess you just. Yeah, that's right. I never thought that would happen. I never thought. I remember when Pete Neville got. I don't know if you boys remember that big bash game when. um, I can't remember who was batting, but yeah, someone, some, I think it was Hodge, Brad Hodges batting. Yeah. Hodges was batting, he threw his bat and it went into Pete Mel's face. He's like, how can that happen to a wicket keeper? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Actually, yeah, just freak accidents like that, you obviously wouldn't. Then on Twitter, to, yeah, then on Twitter today, I saw a replay of Adam Zampa who ran out Peter Neville in a big bash game off his nose when it came off Peter yeah, Neville's bat. Yeah, like, that was unbelievable. So, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do remember those moments. They're just sort of freak things that you, well, you never really... You never really expect to happen, and yeah, you'd, yeah, you certainly don't think they will. So yeah, yeah. no, nah, nah, hopefully we don't see too many sort of freak accidents to to any player, well, to many players in the future. Well, there'll always be injuries and things like that, but hopefully not from that sort of manner. Yeah, no, absolutely, couldn't agree more. Yeah, so from from those injuries, did you ever fear that you would never play cricket again, or were you always pretty hopeful? that you could get back and bet your best? Oh, I was always pretty hopeful. I mean, the, the one in Adelaide, I had some pretty um, guru neurologists uh, who were specialised in brain and sport concussion working with me. So 
um, yeah, even when I was struggling to function, those guys were giving me the good news that everything was going to be okay. So I sort of just, I was only 20 or 21, so I just went, yep, they know better than I do. So yeah. everything's going to be all right. And then, yeah, that's I missed the rest of the season that year and then went straight back into pre-season and I know, faced a few bounces and kept up to the stumps and off we went. So, yeah, yeah never really thought I wouldn't play again. I've always, I always, I've never thought anything different, but I just was, I guess I was just frustrated that, um, yeah, they took a few. It took a few weeks to get over both of them. Yeah. Um. So, how is your body feeling now, approaching the um the upcoming season, raring to go? Yeah, no, it's raring to go. I think one of the maybe positives out of the virus was um, I got a little bit of time to just firstly have some time off post season, and then secondly, um, there was certainly no shortage of uh, spare time to. Um, get on the bike or get out and track and do some running or yeah, even definitely. make a mate to home gym or something. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully put on a couple of kegs and um, start hitting them a little bit further than 62 metres over the boundary this summer. <laughs> so that's yeah. the plan. No, no, yeah, you're hitting them pretty well. But, um, yeah, we yeah, we certainly sort of did things with such um, abundance of time that we probably never thought we would. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a positive. Including, including starting this up. Um, <laughs> Has something to do. Yeah, good on you. What else did you get up to, boys, in, in the virus? Um, well, we were doing a lot of sport battles, whether it be um, basketball, cricket, kicking the footy, that sort of stuff. But um, plenty of yeah. 2017 Richmond replays are on, I can tell you that much. But, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, footy video's got a, got a, fair, a fair workout. But, um, yeah, we also we live on a farm, so we put a bit of a, a gym set up in our wool shed which, and just a bit of a bit of a man cave I guess you could call it so that yeah that's um yeah that's um worked out pretty well man it's just been good to do things that we probably thought that we wouldn't do otherwise so yeah definitely yeah good one yeah so you were initially contracted as a replacement player by the Melbourne Renegades yeah yeah how pleasing was it to make the most of your opportunities and play some good cricket yeah, no, it definitely was. I, I, I hadn't really found my niche in the T20 game, yeah. the Stars. It was probably not suited to me batting down at number seven and coming in um, when there was five fielders out. I found that hard to find the boundary or a hit a six over the five uh, ringmen. And then uh, it was sort of just good timing that um, Andrew McDonald was our Vic coach and um, we'd done a lot of white ball stuff together and he thought that my best place to bat was opening or batting number three. So, yeah. Um, he gave me a shot at the top in the first few games. I was playing as a yeah. fielder, actually. Um, Timmy Ludeman was keeping. And then, yeah, managed to slog a few away. And sort of, what are they, the, rest is, the rest is history. But, um, yeah, it was great to get an opportunity to get some freedom at the top of the order and, yeah, make the most of it. Yeah, certainly. We were speaking to um, Gotchi a few weeks back and I think he sort of has that same role, bats in the same position when you more often than not come in with a couple overs or a couple balls left and you're yeah. sort of a fair chance of getting out and the, the only thing you can do is really hit. So it doesn't doesn't give you a great chance, but obviously like you touched on, Coming up the o- order. opening with the field up, it, it would um, give you more of an opportunity and, yeah, just more time to really score some runs, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like, as Seba touched on it, it's really tough. Like, I mean, you got Stoyan up the top for the start, making all the runs and yeah. Yeah. blokes like... Blokes like him and others come in at this 17th over and they make six and everyone goes, oh, yeah, they made six. But like, you're sort of on a hiding to nothing. You either make yeah. six, not out, or it's in corner of the fence. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that's, yeah, just 
just your role. To... That's just the nature of the T20, and that's just that's just at least the coaches know what role you're playing, and that's all that matters. It doesn't yeah. really matter what's happening on the outside if you know what the boys are expecting of you and the, what the coach tells you to do, and you're doing that. Then um, yeah, that's all you can do. It doesn't matter whether you're coming in the seventh or seventeenth over then. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah exactly right. You can you can only uh, do as you much as play your role. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Exactly. Um, so you had a stellar season in BBL 09. Uh, how much satisfaction do you get from this after those um, setbacks and that sort of stuff we touched on? Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's obviously nice to do well. I mean, it's been a tale of two stories. The first year I was on there as a replacement player, just having the time of my life, batting with freedom at the top of the order and we win the title. And then yeah. the next year we pretty much have the same squad and we're none at nine after three weeks. Um, yeah. And the funny thing with that was we didn't really feel like we were playing that badly. We just were losing key overs or key little 10-minute periods in a match, and that was that was, that was the result of us losing. We didn't really get blown out of the water on too many yeah. games. So, yeah, just quite just close um, games, yeah. I think that's just the nature of the beast sometimes in T20. But, um, yeah, hopefully bigger and better things for us this year. But, yeah, I'm sure we won't be done nine again, hopefully, touch wood. Yeah, yeah hopefully not. Yeah, yeah like the T20 game, that is... The nature of it, it's tough to tough to be consistent, and if you're a little bit off, whether it just be a couple overs, and it can it can really show. And yeah, like you said, you obviously weren't weren't playing bad cricket. Just you weren't playing bad cricket. Like probably a zero nine record would suggest it just it just it just wasn't working out, and you're just finding sort of unlucky ways to lose it. Yeah, no, that's right. It can be a brutal game, Keith. It can be a great game and a great level as well. Yeah, yeah. certainly. So, can you describe the feeling of winning that BBL or eight tournament against the arch rivals, the Melbourne Stars? Yeah, no, certainly a day I'll remember probably forever. I mean, yeah. no one, I've said this to a few people. I mean, when Finchie got run out off Jackson Bird's foot, I thought, um, and I think that put us like four down. We, I yeah. knew we were probably going to make a modest score. I mean, Dan Christian and Tom Cooper did really well to get us to 145, and then. Yeah, half an hour later, they're none for 90 and sort of just like jeepers, let's yeah. bury a hole in marble and um, yeah, let's, this is a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah and then right, you say yeah. that 30 minutes later and then 13 minutes later, we've taken six for six for 10 and we're, we're the champions. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it was yeah. classic. It was just classic sport. I mean, it was, it all happened so quickly. I mean, I didn't really, and then all of a sudden you've won, you're going off, you're celebrating with your family, friends, you have a great night with the boys that night and then it was probably only a few days later that you actually watched back the mm. replay and went, Jeepers, we actually did take six for 10 yeah. or six for 15, whatever we did. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of controversy in this house because um, yeah, Connor, he, he's a star and I was a renegade. And um, okay. at the start of the day, it, it was um, I was down in the dump, so I was not happy and he was, I was running kind of, around the room yeah, celebrating. Yeah, and then, I was kind of giving it to him and... <laughs> And sort of thinking, oh, how good is this? The, the stars have won, but just shows you can't get too far ahead of yourselves. And, um, and that night, I was very happy, and you were very sad. Yeah, but if in saying that, if um if the Melbourne Stars weren't going to win it, I'd I would have definitely, obviously, wanted the other Melbourne side in uh, your boys, man. the Renegades, to win it. So and yeah, I definitely definitely barracked for them pretty hard when they're not playing against the Stars. But yeah, I don't know, just <laughs> go stuff. for the Stars. But yeah, it was. Pretty remarkable game, and yeah, it was just, remarkable just because of the caliber of their batting line. I mean, mm. Dunk's been leading big bash run scorer in previous years. Yeah. Doing us, we know what he can do. Hanscom, Maxwell, Bravo, Gotch. The, I mean, they had an all-star batting line, and 
yeah, it was just funny how it's funny how what pressure can do in sport. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty dynamic game where things can change pretty quickly, and it no, obviously turned out that way on on yep. that occasion. But yeah, that's yeah, I'm sure a game and a memory that you'll treasure forever. Definitely, yeah. One of the greats. I'm sure I'll watch that highlight again in about ten years' time and enjoy it with a few of the boys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah certainly should. Okay, so um, who would you say your funniest teammate um, is? Oh, funniest teammate. Yeah. Well, growing up through the nineties, this boy, this guy's not actually. He's currently not on contract. He's he was Sam Grimway. He was a we spent the whole NPS together, which is the national performance club in Brisbane. We lived together. Yep. And boy, boy, we have some funny, funny <laughs> moments up in Brisbane. Now, coming in a close second would be Jackson Coleman. Jackson yep. Coleman, the, the big man. Dopiest, this is he's the dopiest best looking rooster <laughs> that you find on the night out on the circuit. So he <laughs> he provides plenty of good dance for for the boys, and then. Oh, so it's, and then I'll go to the Renegades. He makes me laugh. Someone like a Dan Christian makes me laugh. He has a real dry sense of humour and a real. You know, you know those people who laugh, and you you're actually not laughing at what they've said, but sometimes you're just laughing at their laugh. He's yeah. a funny laugh. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, guys like that. In the top three, and then actually, you know, I've left out one key one there. John Holland would be up there. Uh, Johnny Holland, well. yeah. Yeah. The duck is the duck. Often puts the boys in hysterics. So yeah, I've just named four. There's there you go. There's a, we have, as you can imagine, we have a few funny characters in the change room who we, who we enjoy the company of. Yeah, there's obviously yeah a few funny boys, and you need you need characters like that. Um, in the club, in, yeah, in your club Definitely. or in your team, just to sort of get you up and about when you're not when you're feeling down, and just just really um make it more worthwhile, I guess. Hundred percent, or when the when the opposition's none for two hundred in a four day match, and you're like, jeepers. Yeah, you need something. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I think Gotchi said, um, Will Sutherland does he provide any comical relief around the club? Yeah, big chiefs, big Sutherland's good as well. Yeah. He's, he's good value. He's great value. <laughs> yeah, we went on a pre-season trip to Dargo last year, and um, yeah. We, we we got punished during the day, but we were allowed to have a beer at night. Um, yeah, yeah. Sutherland enjoyed Sutherland enjoyed a beer at night. And enjoyed a story or two. So no, he, yeah. he's another one. Good value. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely you definitely need yeah blokes like that around, especially when you when you are <laughs> the opposition is none for yeah two hundred in a shield match. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So um, who would you say have been some of your greatest role models or mentors? For yourself in your career today, um, well, I, my dad coached Melbourne for um, six years, and in that time, Brad Hodge and Andrew McDonald were playing there. So I sort of grew up yeah. as a young kid watching those two um, play for Melbourne, play for Victoria, go to Shield games, and specifically watch those two just because they were Melbourne boys. So those two were sort of who I aspired as a really young kid to sort of get in get in their footsteps and get in the Victorian squad there, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. probably from an, probably from an Australian and world front. In more recent times, I mean, I'll go the cliche and say everyone, we all loved watching Mark Hussey play yeah. the way he played. And then, 100%. Um, yeah, it was pretty good I to think watch. My favorite cricketer, I think my favourite cricketer of the decade would be A.B. De Villiers, just the way he's sort of changed changed the game in all three formats. So, yeah. that's sort of a few of the names. And then, without getting a keep, without being a keeper's nuffy, I mean, it's hard to go past Adam Gilchrist when you're a young kid and he's making 100 off 60 balls uh, yeah. and doing this, you're trying to learn. So, 
Yeah. They're sort of the people I've look up to. Enjoyed watching. Yep. Yeah, it was good to um see A B De Villiers in the, in the BBL. BBL last season and um I'm not too sure if he's coming back or not, but hope. certainly hope so. And he Absolutely, yeah, he was just... great. I mean the funniest thing was Boise bowled him second ball yeah. and I was keeping I'm like, right, this is surreal, I'm keeping to one of my heroes and yeah. then he got out. I was like Wait, that's, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, I think against maybe there might have been against a game against the Stars where he really, he really, really turned it on. Yeah, he I think did. he made sixty or seventy off probably, probably forty, and then he really showed his showed his class and his yeah world world class ability pretty much. Absolutely, no, it's great to watch when he's going. Absolutely. Um. So, do you have a philosophy or sort of certain motto that you sort of live your life or cricket by? Oh, I don't know about a specific motto, but um, I think a lot of the time is cricketers and sports and we can try and look a long way ahead of ourselves. I mean, I've certainly been a culprit of that, doing that in the past, but I think yeah. the thing that's worked in the past is it's just has literally been, this sounds so cliche, it's just <laughs> focusing on the, the next six weeks in front of you because that's all you can do. You can't control selection. You can't control um, the results. You can't control sometimes if you win or lose. Um, that can just be cricket, so yeah, absolutely. Sort of keeping things pretty, keeping things pretty present, sort of the way I've tried to do it. And then when when I'm not at cricket, getting away from the game, doing other things outside of cricket, um, that mean that when you do go to training and play, you are fresh and in a good space to play. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great way of going about it because um, yeah, you can't you can only sort of stick to what you can control and not mm-hmm. not look too far ahead. So um, yeah, you've just got to. Be present, and if you if you worry about oh what will happen if or if you just look too far ahead, um, it's probably not uh, going to go your way as much. So um, yeah, that definitely helps you. Probably just have a set focus at a specific yeah. time. Definitely couldn't agree more. Yeah, so you touched on in your spare time. So you like your golf. Um, is is that a good way you find of relaxing and you know getting away from the game? Yeah, it is. I think the great thing about golf as well is a lot of a lot of the other cricket boys play, so yeah. um, we can sort of all go together. I mean, in a big bash game when we're starting at night, a lot of us will take our clubs on on a game day and play in the morning and then just go and have a nap in the afternoon and it breaks up the day really well. Or yeah. we might play the day before the game. Um, and, yeah, obviously it's, I enjoy playing golf, but it's a great social social thing to do as well so yeah we've got a bit of surfing crew as well going on at the moment there's the last five weeks we get thursday off which is supposed to be a uni day yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, there's been five of us that have been hitting the hitting torquay way and going for a surf so uh yeah we, we try and do a few things just to get away from the away from the junction and out of out of the workplace and um yeah definitely dewind and relax a bit yeah definitely yeah, that's good you've yeah you've got to have a balance good, between good balance, cricket yeah. and and other things, so it's not just all cricket, 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 and you can, yeah, enjoy other things and sort of equalise your time, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're studying teaching at uni, if that's right, and um, yeah, how's that going? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's been it's been good. I just finished the trimester um, at Deakin, so I'm at Deakin in Berwyn, and we just yeah just finished. So I've been doing it part time since school finished. Um, I deferred one year when I went up to Brisbane for the academy and then I deferred the next year as well when I went to England. But I'm back back studying and just done three units in the last six months. So, yeah, keep chipping away at that. I think I'll I think I'll 
be very grateful that I've done that when cricket does come to an end one day to have something to sort of fall back on, go again. back to, and yeah, yeah go back to because I think that can be a tough, tough sort of period for sportsmen when they first sort of either a lose their contract or b retire is what what to do now because there's still fifty or sixty years of life to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd certainly like to do. Um, something like that, maybe PE teaching, sports journalism, just something in the sports industry because um, Blair and myself obviously love it and that was just really enjoyable for us. So, Yeah, beauty. Go for it. Go and do it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have a crack. So, <laughs> yeah, so what is some of your goals for the upcoming season? Uh Goal for the upcoming season. Well, hopefully we get a season going. That's yep. goal number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. Probably a few of my goals. Firstly, to resurrect, not personally, but as a team, resurrecting uh, with the Renegades. I mean, with the Vicks, we haven't had to do much resurrecting. The team success over the last four or five years has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's so been a bit of a dynasty. The, the, dynasty goal, the goal is to continue that. And I think as a young group, I mean, uh, you said you had got you on the line last, or, or got you yeah. on the podcast a few weeks ago. Guys like him and myself and us younger crew, eventually Finchy and Maxie and these boys will, won't be there and we'll sort of have to be the senior players. So I think for us younger boys to start sort of paving our own um, bit of history into the, the Vicks as well. And, um, yeah, so I, they're sort of the, just the goals with both those teams and clubs just to sort of, A, get one back going into a successful nature and, B, keep the other one going as, yeah. and play as much of a role in that as I can. Yep. Yeah, sounds like obviously a good idea there and hopefully we can get a cricket season up and going and, yeah, hopefully the Vicks and also the Renegades uh, do pretty well. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we will. Um, so that's about all we've got for you, Sam. Um, once again, thanks heaps for coming on and good luck for the future. No, no worries at all, boys. And we'll definitely keep following your journey. And Yeah, no, good on you. Great stuff with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'll, be I'll be following your future episodes. It's great yeah. what you boys are doing. All right. Thanks yeah, very yeah. much. Thanks a lot. Uh, and, no yeah. worries. All, yeah, once all again. the best with your schooling and um, cricket endeavours as well. Likewise with your um, the teaching at uni. Thanks, yeah, Sam. Appreciate it. I'll need all the help I can get. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> sure. No, you'll be all right. Yeah. Later. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Cheers. Catch up. No worries. See ya. And following on from that, um, it was good to get Sammy Harps on. Um, Thoughts on that interview, Kyle? It was good to have a chat to him. Yeah, it was great to have a chat to Sam Harper, riffing bike and um, obviously a rising star, really. Good player, still pretty young at 23. So, no, it was good to get his insights and we look forward to his future progressing well and yeah, him continuing his form in the future. Very dominant player for the Renegades last season he was. I yeah. think he was a top bit, run scoring. Yeah, a um, bit, bit of a shining light in... in Bit of a dark season from so, no, yeah, he's, so was, he's definitely one to watch out for in all forms, I think. So, yeah, um, definitely. So, uh, we'll move on. We've got a question this week from Bailey Walsh. He says, What is your top eight? Um, first of all, Bailey, uh, thanks for the question, mate. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off proceedings, I'll list off my top eight. Um, so I've got Giants finishing minor premiers, West Coast, Collingwood. And Richmond to round out the four. I've then got Geelong, fifth, Brisbane, sixth, Hawthorne, your Hawks will scrape in, Bailey, seventh, and Essendon, I reckon, will sneak into the finals and possibly be a dangerous force, I think, in the finals, to be honest. So, um, yeah, that's my top eight, Bailey, and um, we'll move on to Connor here. 
yeah, I think that sounds pretty good, boy. Yeah, thanks a lot for the question, Bailey. Um, I've got Collingwood minor premiers, and then I have GWS second, Richmond third, and West Coast to round out the four. And then I'm going to go with Geelong uh, fifth, Essendon I think sixth, Hawthorne seventh, Brisbane to round out the top eight. I think they'll drop off a little bit, and they didn't. They weren't too good in the first round, but I think they had a good year last year. But they, they, uh, pretty similar. Yeah, I think. But their um, their young team will just drop off a little bit, but um. They can obviously still be pretty dangerous, so that's me for you. That's yeah, definitely. Me. That's um, me. Yeah, so now it's time for Blair's Blowtorch. Blair's Blowtorch. That's right, Connor. Um, this week, um, you could say my Blowtorch is taking a recurring theme and a few people wanted it back, so um, it'll be coming back each week. Um, so hmm. I've got yeah, this big. week my Blowtorch is Billy Frampton and Kyle Hardigan from the Adelaide Football Club. As grown men, it's an absolute disgrace to see behaviour like this with a teammate. Throwing punches during an intra-club match is a terrible look on your club. Is this what we want young kids growing up seeing? Save those for this Saturday night and get a bloody grip, boys. That's what I've got. <laughs> yeah, pr- pr- pretty stern there by you, but I think I'll just rally that message. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good look, and I... I think it's somewhat reflective of the way Adelaide are at the moment. And I don't want to—I don't want to keep pointing the finger at Adelaide for um, the blowtorch and over in South Australia, but um, you can't be doing that at training. And yeah, we're, we're not haters on Adelaide, but they've just come up. You can't be doing that. Come up with a f- few things, and yeah, it's just reflective of where they're at. They've lost players. Their, their leadership has been as a their leadership players have been um, questioned, and they've been questioned as a team. So um no it's not it's not looking good for Adelaide this season but they've still got obviously a long long time to turn it around so let's hope for the best for Adelaide. All right and now we've got um this week's footy tips Connor obviously um well we'll discuss last night first I guess um a draw to kick off the season 36 apiece Richmond and Collingwood thoughts on the game last night mate Yeah well I didn't suspect it would be a draw on that low scoring Coming into it, I guess you, you'd consider it's a good game because it was close, but that you could obviously see that skills weren't to the level they normally would be and that teams just weren't playing quite as well due to a number of things, not playing for, I think it's been 81 days now, time, yeah. which puts you off a bit. Adjusting but, to shorter quarters and, and with the... Um, the dewy conditions also... The crowds as The dewy well, so. conditions also um, didn't help and... The fact that they haven't really been out, teams haven't really been able to train as a full group. They've just been sort of in their lines training, so about six or eight mm. in a group, and they've only trained, I think, together yeah. maybe once a week. So it was a good game in terms of in terms of how close it was. But um, yeah, we don't want we want a bit more scoring. Hopefully, it'll be interesting to see how the game tonight pans out. Yeah, I'm th- keen to see that. And I think from two quality teams like Collingwood and Richmond. We'll see that in the near future. And I've got and, Geelong and, and Hawthorne get both. I've got Geelong and Hawthorne finishing both That's in the track. top eight. So I think that should be a good game tonight, and that'll push us into our footy tips for the week. Um, I'll go tonight. I'll go with Geelong, Connor. Um, I think they'll get a win against Hawks tonight. What about yourself? Um, 
Yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think the fact that it's at GMHBA Stadium, despite them being no crowds, they just play it pretty well there. Geelong and haven't lost much at all there, so I think the fact that it's there, they'll win and for a margin, probably about about three goals, about 18 points, but I think it'll be relatively close for the majority yeah, of the contest. I'll go nine nine points, I reckon. Uh, second game, Brisbane-Frio. Um, I'll go Brisbane. Oh, they're definitely the hot favourites, I think, and I don't see Frio doing a whole lot this year, so Brisbane for me, yourself. Yeah, once again, this one's uh, at the Gabba, the first few for Brisbane are, which is going to help them a lot. They've got, like a like I said, with Geelong before Brisbane have trained there for a long period of time now, and yeah, I think I think they'll win reasonably comf- comfortably. Probably about probably about five goals, about thirty points for this one, I reckon. Yep. Um, who do you got for this next one, Carlton Melbourne, Connor? Carlton, uh, it's an interesting one. Both teams have really they're hoping for obviously better seasons, and there's a bit. Of, there's a bit of promise as young young talent on both lists. Um, it's at the MCG. Both the boys, uh, both the teams home ground, really. So, no, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be close. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carlton. They showed good signs. It's been a long time since round one, but they showed good signs after looking like they were gonna get obliterated by the Tigers. So I think that will hold them in good stead for this game and the remainder of the season. Yeah, I, I was going to go Carlton as well. Um, even though Melbourne are favourites, I think, um, yeah, I think they'll both finish similar plays and ladder. But, um, yep, I've gone Carlton. Moving on, Port Adelaide. Adelaide, Connor? Yeah, the, sh- the showdown. They always they always produce pretty good games and it's a bit of a flip of coin with this one. I think Port Adelaide, if they're wanting to make final, I think they'd... Uh, despite it being early in the season, I think they need to win games like this. And I think they're overall a more stable, better team than Adelaide at this point in time. And I am going to go by four goals. Port Adelaide going to go by 24 points there. I just think they're in better position. Yeah, um, I'll go Port Adelaide as well. Should be a good game. Showdown's always good. They're missing Ollie Wines. But, um, yeah, Port Adelaide for me. Gold Coast, West Coast, um We'll finish off quickly here. Um, we've got yeah. West Coast. I'll go. The Gold Coast, I think, will be wooden spoons this year. So yeah. it's a bit of a gimme for me there. Yeah, a bit of a hub down in Queensland. I'm going to go, yeah, West Coast by by quite a margin. I'd probably say about, about eight goals for West Coast yep. with um, that one. GWS North Melbourne. Obviously, I'll go GWS. I think they're going to be very good this year, and I think they'll be one of the main teams to beat. Yep. Yep, um, agreed. Yeah, they've been good in previous seasons and I think they'll be a bit too good um, for North Melbourne. Um, probably, probably about probably about six or seven goals, I'd say, also with that one. Sydney Essendon, who you got for this one, Connor? This is, people have said this is going to be a pretty hard one to tip and Sydney did look good round one and it is at, yeah, at Sydney, so I'm actually going to back in the Swannies. To get a get a win here, and um, but I think it'll be a close game, probably about two goals in it for the Swans. Yeah, I'll go Essendon. I reckon Essendon. Uh, I'm excited to see the brand of they footy, the brand of footy they bring this year. So I'll go Essendon. Um, and our final game, 
of round two, St Kilda Doggies. Connor. Okay. Um, I think Western Bulldogs. I think they're disappointing round one, and they'll be burning inside, not playing for so long. And St Bob, St Kilda, it will be burn for them too because they let Slipper. You know, a good lead and a good chance to win that first game. But, yeah, I think Western Bulldogs will uh, showcase their credentials and what they're sort of talked up and hyped up about and uh, get a three or four goal win there. What yeah, about you? I'll, go, I'll go the Saints. Um, I've got them Saints and, and um, the Doggies finishing similar spots on that, about 9, 10, 11-ish. So, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go the Saints, um, hopefully... Hagrid's happy to hear that after he doesn't like my blowtorch. So hopefully that one makes up for that, Hagrid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think teams like that, we want them obviously to have good seasons and the Saints can show a lot of promise. So it'll just be good to see yep. how everything progresses with that this season. Yep, so um, that rounds out episode nine. Um, thanks for listening and hopefully we've got some um, good things coming in the... Um, next few weeks so um, stay tuned and uh, yeah once again thanks for listening hope you enjoyed it as much as we did thanks for listening thanks guys cheers